Aloha, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Namati Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Dallin Johnson, and I'm so excited to be with you today after a few months off. Things have been a little crazy this year, but I have been so inspired by how our teammates all over the world have stepped up to the moment. Our guest today is Ye Yint, who directs Namati's Myanmar program, and he and I actually recorded this interview virtually last August before anyone had ever even heard the words coronavirus or COVID-19. It put a smile on my face to get to re-listen to this interview and hear Ye Yint talk about his we can do this attitude. His mindset is filled with hope and his optimism is contagious. I hope this interview brings you as much joy as it did for me. Ladies and gentlemen, Ye Yint. Awesome. So uh, welcome, Ye Yint. It's great to have you on uh, the podcast today on this episode of uh, Namati Stories. And I'm, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about, about you and your work and your, and your time with Namati. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. And I'm also glad that I'm, I, I have a chance to explain about uh, me and also our works in Myanmar. Awesome. Awesome. Great, great to have you. So maybe let's start at the beginning. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your life journey and how it eventually led you to Namati. Yeah, actually, I think uh, uh, we have a lot of changes in Myanmar uh, around 2012. And, and it is, as you might also notice, that like there were a lot of you know, transition to the democrat democratizations uh, during that times and at that time I was working with a uh, you know local organization mainly working on the health issues and like you know right to the children and women like that so then as many other people you know I'm started to think what I can do the best and what is uh, you know uh, what I can uh, contribute more. Uh, in the trans transition or the democratization in Myanmar, so I was also looking for you know, you know the uh, that opportunities, and then I I was found uh, the organization called Namati, and then I I find it's really interesting. It's talking about the laws and you know uh, the helping people to seize for the justice issues, something like that. Uh, so. Then I, I was also like thinking at that time that I'm because I study law and uh, I have a law background. I previously worked before I joined to the uh, the hub uh, setters. I was working with my fathers and, and, and in the law firms. So I also want to bring that experience back into uh, the new areas of like you know the seeking justice and uh, helping the uh, you know the democratization process. So. I decided to join Amati at the time. Awesome! How how long ago was that? It's, it was I actually uh, that transition is around two thousand and twelve, and then I actually joined in two thousand and thirteen. Okay, very cool. So you you started uh, you you decided you wanted to see what you could do to to help uh, democratization around 2012 and 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 have and found namati since then yes awesome 
Um, and what is your what is your role with with Namati and and uh, maybe how has that that changed over the years? Ah uh, yes, actually I started uh, joining the Namati in Myanmar uh, as a program officer, and then at the time when I started joining the Namati Myanmar program, we only have uh, three people. Laurels currently working with the city team chiefs, uh, team in Kenya and others. Uh, you know, uh, other team member mm-hmm. we have is I can tell we. So we have uh, but we have a small team with the three people. So we are also like you know can tell we and we is also the very first uh, team member of Namadi in Myanmar. Okay, right on, and uh, you just you just started a a new role with Namati, right? Yes, uh, I'm. I'm uh, yes, I, this this month I'm. I'm trying. I, I I'm going to be like you know the taking more responsibility or the management and also take leadership roles in the Namadi Myanmar Awesome, that's that's exciting. So, what is your? Um, I know the 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 Myanmar team works on uh, issues of with land protection. And everything, and and um, maybe for our teams that uh, aren't as familiar with Myanmar's work, you could you could give us a brief little overview of that um, and some of the cases that you work on, um, and what parts of your role you're 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 passionate and excited about. Yes, uh, actually, uh, you know, even within the Namadi Namadi uh, teams. And then people, most people understand that uh, you know that we are working on the land rights issues, and especially focusing mm. on the like individual land rights issues. And uh, <clears throat> that is the, the the common understanding between the Myanmar. But actually, what we are doing is a lot bigger, a lot deeper than that. Uh, actually, we work with uh, three partners organization uh, in Myanmar, and we currently have about. Um, <clears throat> Uh, 40 paralegates uh, across the country in five states and regions. And, and then all of our paralegates are uh, working on the uh, community, uh, uh, in, the, in their community, working on the uh, you know, resolution of the, uh, you know, the land conflicts and the historical land graphs, mm. and also promoting the, like, you know, the legal awareness, especially on the uh, on the land rights issues, land rights, what they have to know when they are going to register their lands, or what they have to do, and and uh, if they have problems and conflicts, uh, securing their land rights, something like that. Those kind of issues they are working on. So, uh, in addition to that, uh, we are also you know, uh, spreading the models of the legal empowerment across the country. Uh, so currently, we, we we have been working in Myanmar for more than I think it's about you know six years now. So since the beginning of the two thousand I think uh, sixteen, we have uh, a feeling that you know we already have a you know some you know solid experience working in the communities, working with the party guests in Myanmar, and then we have uh, you know some uh, you know confidence that. Uh, this experience that we can share to the different organizations, even with uh, you know, working in the different sectors uh, of like you know <coughs> the matters issues in in Myanmar. So at the time that we have been uh, you know 
trying to share our experience. So we have a lot of, you know, discussion with the different organizations, and then we bring those organization representatives to the areas of our body guests, uh, you know, and the client. And then we share the, like, you know, how the body guests are actually working with the communities and how the clients are actually engaging with the body guests and the institutions uh, in resolving their, you know, the issues and also resolving, uh, you know, the internet issue within the community, something like that. So we have shared those, uh, you know, the you know the legal involvement models and the approach of our legal to different organizations. So we have uh, set, we have arranged several exchange visits locally in Myanmar uh, to different organizations. And then this model has been inspired by inspired by those many organizations. And then I think in around 2017, we have been offered a programs. Uh, to provide a, like a kind of you know sharing the uh, you know the best model of the community based variety here to different organizations. So, uh, in uh, during that period, starting in 2017, and then uh, we arranged a program that we call like you know the the uh, the, uh, the, the tier three uh, the technical support. So we are just sharing the like how the community variety guests can work in the different issues. We use the examples of the uh, grassroots community based body care programs and uh, working in the land setters. But you know, that we are sharing that there's a lot of you know the uh, similarity that they can use in different uh, different programs. We have provided the series of trainings to the over uh, 22 organizations uh, working in uh, over and then five six uh, the metrics areas. Wow, that's that's really cool. It's um, that's are, are all those organizations are in Myanmar? Yes, yes. They are working in the, uh, you know, the child rights, uh, child rights issue, women rights issues, and also health issues, and even like you know the um, ITPs, and also on the like you know violence against women, like that. Those several issues these are working on in different states and regions. That's great to hear. Um... I know I I'm I'm learning a little bit. I knew I I know your team works with with lambs rights issues. It's uh great to hear that uh your your learning and and everything uh can help uh empower people to solve um issues more than just that. Yes, yes. Actually, uh, uh, since I think uh, when we started the programs around 2013, we we are struggling, like you know, setting up our own programs and like training the party guests, our own party guests, and then getting like interact with other our partners organizations. At the time, we only have a one partners organization when we start, but later 2015, we have uh, you know, extend uh, you know our you know partners up to three. Uh, three to five, and then we reached up to 90s per around that that time, uh, 2015. And then after that, we reduced to we reduced the numbers of another organization back to three, and then uh, around 40, 40, 45 per around that time. So uh, with those partners organization per we also work on the cases, and also we provide a you know the. Uh, Bigger awareness to the communities, and also we use our own case experience, and then we have draw that experience uh, to uh, you know advocate for the change of the policies 
using that experience. So we have, uh, we have, I think around since uh, around 2016, uh, yes, uh, late 2015 to uh, start order 2016, we started to draw this experience and we have published a series of policy briefs. Uh, based on our learning from the case experience. So I think up to now, we have almost about 10 policy briefs. Uh, we have uh, been uh, published uh, by ourselves. Uh, um, in addition to that, uh, we also, I think around 2017, 16, 17, around that period, we started to train our partners organization, even to, you know, you know even uh, encouraging them to write their own policy brief. So we have also organized a series of trainings providing like uh, skills how to write the policy brief. And now I think uh, they have been uh, working, uh, currently they are currently working on the second, second, uh, second uh, you know, policy brief. Now I think uh, almost about, it is almost uh, you know, going to finish that second, second brief of the asset. Awesome. Um, that's, that's, uh really cool to hear um that, you, that you're producing that many policy briefs and that that uh knowledge from the cases that you work on and everything is able to be to be shared in that capacity um is there anything specific you've learned from some of our other teams that you use in your particular program yes actually uh, i have learned a lot uh since the beginnings of my period training in namati i learned a lot different as you know, team members around the world of the Namati. So uh, when I started joining Namati around, I think around 2013, 14, around that period, I read a lot of the publication from the Namati, uh, Namati teammates uh, around the world. Mm. So one thing that I am uh, staying in mind is that I also frequently use that examples when I talk to the party is like, you know, the, the uh, the stories of our, you know, teammate Jan Janius from the CLE rooms. So he has, uh, I think, uh, he has written a lot of, you know, uh, you know, stories about how he life, how is the life of the Paraligate. You know, um, so I use that stories of him in in our initial trainees. I when I started training uh, the Paraligates in, in the initial period, I share his stories. You know, if Mm -hmm. To be a bodyguard, how he has to, uh, you know, how his life is, uh, you know, uh, to be prepared and how easy of the bodyguard is like. Something like that. This is also, the, you know, I use that learning from him. So at the time, I haven't been, I haven't met him in person, but I've already been starting to use the learning from his mm -hmm. stories and in our own programs, uh, sharing, uh, like, you know, and training uh, the bodyguard at the time. So, and uh, another thing is also, I think, um, uh, currently, uh, up to now, up to now, I, uh, I, we are focusing only on the individual land rights issues. But there were some, some, uh, you know, the community elevator issues. But mostly, we are still working on the individual land rights issues. So, um, but uh, I think around 2016, 17, I, I forgot that uh, uh, time. But I also got a chance to learn uh, uh, from the community uh, land protection program. Uh, program, I think, uh, with the uh, uh, Richard and uh, Charons. So I also used, uh, you know, uh, that learnings 
ဒီကွန်ဒီနီလန်ပရိုဂျက်ရှင်ပရိုဂရမ်ရှိုးချက်ဆက်အာယူနိုအာရှိုးပီအာယူနိုအင်ဒီကွန်ဒီနီတီအ
uh, a case that your team has uh, successfully resolved or is or is currently working on? Ah yes, uh, actually I think um, uh, we have uh, we have a lot of you know the very much complicated cases. Um, uh, so I I I I own uh, you know when we started to, when we started to talk about the lamb uh, complicated lamb cases, I think it is not enough time for me to uh talk in this uh, moment so i will just uh you know share you about a case that we i am now in Tachile with the tamil Desa. and then we yesterday we have visited to uh, the communities uh that we started to work as a pilot environment justice case so i will talk to you about this uh for the moment uh, mm. so uh, in Tachile and here uh you know uh in, in Eastern Shan area, we are currently working on a two pilot in on a uh, you know one environmental justice pilot piece. And uh, the community that we have visited yesterday has been uh, working with one of our colleagues uh, to fight against the mining companies. And mm. uh, because the mining companies has been destroying their roads and lands, farmlands. And also, they are being they have been suffering a lot on the health programs and also on their lives. You know, the, the access to the like in the roads or those kind of things. So, uh, currently, uh, you know, we have uh, uh, we have uh, we have small several cases divided in that because they the cases are so uh, you know, so much complicated. So we have been divided into uh, at least about four or five cases, small, small cases. And yesterday, our, we, we talked with the communities. We focused, we did a focus through discussion with the communities, especially especially on how do we fight against the like the case of like road damages. So uh, the, the, the polygates and community has been you know, able to uh, stop you know, the mining companies using the ropes, so they wow. have they have stopped using the ropes. But you know they are still trying to fight against uh, fight against the company and, and you know the claiming for their uh, you know uh, paying the cost of maintenance and uh, like you know the, hmm. uh, and uh, so everything what? that they had uh, you know the, uh, created the problem. Hmm. So what does it what does it mean to a, a community when you're able to resolve a case like this? Yeah, actually, you know, uh, because let's say even for that uh, road damages damage case, because all the trucks uh, with uh, the, uh, coming from the mines to the you know the um, across the roads, so the the, uh, mm-hmm. the children's uh, they were also the, the children from the villages uh, are at risk. You know, because like you know, uh, and all the, when they are going to the school, and then the roads is very small lane, and uh, and then uh, they they have suffered a lot from the like accidents, accident cases, accident cases, and also like the uh, the, uh, the dust pollution is also creating because like you know, uh, when the cars trucks are uh, passing on the roads, and uh, there's a lot of you know, dust pollution coming on, and then they also face a lot of health problems. So. Uh, if mm. we can stop those that thing happening, so uh, the community uh, will have a, a feeling of safety, and mm. also like you know, and 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 not only just the feeling of safety that will create a like kind of you know the uh, how can can I say like you know, the motivations because they have to fight a lot on other issues. 
created by other issues and programs created by the mining program. So Kevin is that first, very first small wins on that piece. And then uh, it's create like, you know, a kind of, you know, um, really, really, uh, you know, powerful message uh, being spread mm -hmm. within the community that uh, we can do it. You know, we have to do it, mm -hmm. we must do it, something like that. Right. Because that's a, that's a message that will that will stick with the community forever. Just kind of the idea that we can do this. Um, and, and knowing that the power of the laws is, is, is on their side can be um, super meaningful and, and, and helpful in that sense. Yes, definitely. Um, what, are, what are some of the greatest rewards in your work? Yeah, actually, uh, my I, when I see uh, like you know that the, the when I see the politics, let's see, uh, I have been working with the politics uh, for some years now. So, um, when I look back on the first time and what are the changes in the in the uh, in changes in them, I feel like motivated. For example, like you know, hmm. I have I used to see a politics, a very young politics and very junior politics in maybe four or five years ago. And then he used to say like, you know, I'm very young and I have I have less knowledge about the law and the community don't trust me. And I don't know what to do. I, 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 he was about like, you know, about to start working at the party because like he feel a lot of pressure from the community and uh, he feel like he is also, he is also like, you know, very, very, uh, you know, uh, shy at the time. But mm. now I see him like, you know, he is really strong person in the community. The community is also community also trusts a lot, and he has been supported a lot by the community. He just don't support the community and solve the problem. The community is also not working with him, and we have a lot, a lot of you know, attention, uh, attention, uh, 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 attachment between them and uh, between him and mm. the community. So when I see those kind of changes in the community in, and in our body, I feel motivated. Hmm. That's, I, no, man, that, no, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that, that puts a big smile on my face um, to, to, to get to hear stories like that. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm also the uh, same. Uh, you know, <laughs> that is really, 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 uh, you know, the motivating uh, us because whenever I see a new body get joining to us and then uh, when, same similar things happen, you know, I don't know how to do, I have a last bit and then I share that kind of story again to them. So they be motivated and then, you know, you have to start working and then you have to keep working and then just needs a time to face trust and then you just walk on that step and then we were just having us, uh, having to, having a uh, working together in the community mm -hmm. and then he, he, you know, he, she, he, he or she has like you know, a lot of confidence and like, you know, encouragement to keep working on this kind of issues. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Um, and and that, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. Yeah, 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 that is related to the body. Yeah. And also another motivating factor to me is also whenever I see a client, you know, um, especially, especially the addict clients. And then, you know, because as many other teammates, I, I believe that, uh, you know, people and client uh, community members started to come to us. And also when we have met first time in a very new phase, and then they are really tall, you know, their feeling is really tall, and then they are 
like it, you know, they have no hope, and they have that, something like that. That is their feeling. We can feed that time or sense at that time. And then after some time, we have been working with the body guests and the community. We work, whenever we go back to them, maybe one year later or two years later, because most of our cases are like, you know, that long, you know, sometimes we have to fight for almost three, four years or even for a single case. But, you know, maybe their case is stay and resolved. But, uh, you know, whenever I see to their clients, you know, their feeling is like, you know, they, have, they, are, they are not that very, you know, they are not liked people. You know, they have some source or, you know, some, some sense of confidence and they have more knowledge and they are, being, they are actually actively participating in the, you know, the engagement with the institutions and also like they are also helping the, uh, the body guests to have, uh, you know, the promote awareness or the, uh, you know, the land rights and all that, you know, those kind of things. So whenever I see those kind of clients, it's really motivated me. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, and that uh, kind of what what you've been talking about, I think, goes hand in hand uh, with one of my favorite questions to ask during these interviews. And that is, um, what kind of world do you want to see in the future? And how is legal empowerment and your work helping us get there? Uh, yes, I, I, I am. Uh, the, the world I know what that I want to see is that, uh, you know, the uh, we want every uh, we want a space. We want a space uh, for everyone to grow. So not just the, the wall is not just people to uh, suffer. It is like also a space that we can uh, we can stay peacefully and also we can uh, have like you know, uh, you know the kind of sense of the humanities and also like you know, you know it is uh, you know the, you know not just for the like you know. The, we, we stay in the war, not just for our own interest. We, we have, mm. we also have, it is, it should be the war. Everyone thinks that, you know, how can we have other people and how can we live together peacefully? Something like that. That is, uh, you know, this kind of, you know, that war that I want to see, you know, people with the kind of myself and, you know, uh, that kind of, you know, the motivation to work not only for individual rights and also for their life, you know, the, you know, the, how can we help other people whenever there is injustice? Something like that. This kind of all I want to see in the future. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Kind of recognizing our our common humanity um, and, and, and working towards creating a, a space where uh, all of us belong um, and, and working, working together to, to get us there. Well, uh, I've got a uh, we've we've got some time for some um, just for fun questions. Um, so we've we've heard a lot about your uh, the, some of the cases that you work on and and your work with Namati. Um, but I'm I'm curious, Ye Yin, what um, what inspires you in life generally? Yes, actually, uh, you know, well, I I'm I'm, I'm 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 not very much a talkative person. Actually, <laughs> I I I only talk when I feel motivated or something like and get excited. I talk a lot on those things, but normally I don't talk a lot. But <laughs> what I'm mostly uh, mostly interested is like you know whenever I see you know a problem, you know I'm I'm get excited excited to learn more about the problems and also I'm 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 really. Uh, interested to learn for the like kind of you know the 
how can I see like uh, the ideas of solving those kind of issues? How can I, you know, can we solve that kind of problem? This is mostly, you know, the I'm excited. Uh, you know, whenever I'm I'm with my friends or whenever I'm with a family, especially when I mm-hmm. meet, you know, the someone who need help, something like that. So uh, this is like, you know, the this is how I'm usually go whenever I talk to the you know families or friends or even at the like you know, uh, in the communities. I'm I'm that kind of person. So I will be always like that. So I'm really happy to have a kind of you know the positive or the providing the positives or like how can I say like. Um, constructive, constructive thinking. I, I like to be like you know seeking solutions and alternatives to how to solve that kind of issues and how can we be better, uh, and in, in uh, you know uh, solving those kind of issues. This is uh, you know uh, the way I I like to uh, do in normal normal life. Mm. So you're a you're a, you're a problem solver when you're at work and you're a problem solver when you're with your friends too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, what I believe is that, like, you know, we should not, we should not stop thinking, you know, with the mm-hmm. belief that uh, yeah, this problem cannot be solved. There must be a way, you know, whenever, maybe uh, we, we must uh, keep thinking, like, you know, maybe our, we, 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 we think about one thing and that may not be the, uh, you know, the way that we can solve it. But because of that attention, we should not stop thinking. So we should always uh, think about the, uh, you know, any possible options. That is like what I believe. So people, if still, if it is even give us hopes, you know, whenever we start to think about how can we do this, how we can we can overcome this kind of problem, something like that. I feel like I like to have people like that. So it also made me feel happy when I do I'm doing that kind of things. Mm. I think I think the world would be a better place if 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 more people had that 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 problem solver we can fix this attitude. I think that's great. <laughs> um, are you do you do you like to listen to music? Ah yeah yes I uh, just one point I also went to share yes I really like to listen to music but uh you know. Hmm. Yeah. We also have in Chile, we, we also have power leaders and they have uh, 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 they write their song, their own song related to the problems and issues that they are currently working on. And they are really, really? good singer. I, I think I, I, will, I will ask them and I will also share that song to you because uh, they write it and they sing it together with the females and the power leaders in Chile. Wow, yeah, I would, I would love to hear that, and I think, I, I think everyone at Namati would love to hear that too. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that's, um, I, I think we're about out of time. But um, thank you, thank you, Yeyent, for uh, being on the podcast today. Um, it's been, it's been a pleasure having you. I uh, think I am also pleased that I have given chance to talk about. Uh, our work again and also you know able to listen to you <laughs> and uh, it is also really great to listen to the stories of the Mustafa and that's really nice one I'm also pleased to have that <laughs> excellent <laughs> Hallelujah.